Hi, and welcome to Elevate Potential. I'm so glad that you're here. This is a podcast that is designed to help you escape patterns, embrace passion, and elevate potential. My name is Elizabeth Perry, and as a lifelong student of psychology, personal development, and human potential, as well as a transpersonal life and leadership coach, I will be your guide as together we learn from others who are on this journey. Let's dive in. It always starts with action. Stop waiting to be motivated to do things. It always starts with the action, then you see progress, and then that motivates you to do it again. Hi, and welcome to Elevate Potential. Today is a super special episode because I'm getting to talk with one of my longtime friends who I actually haven't talked to in a really long time. To give you a little bit more of a formal bio, Adriana Ramos is a marketing strategist turned content creator and purpose and life coach. After a crazy 2020, she realized that she wanted to follow her own vision and help others find theirs. At the start of 2021, she quit her nine to five and launched her coaching business, Find Your Vibe Coaching, to help people in her online community find more purpose and passion in their lives. She has also been a go-to resource for music festivals over the years since 2017 with her side project, Vibe With Aid. So Adriana, welcome. Thank you so much for being on here. I'm so excited to hear about your journey because I've seen so much of it just through social media, but haven't heard the backstory behind you really stepping into your own. So I'm just so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I know. I feel like it's going to be interesting to talk through because you saw the very beginning of like my college phase of everything. And that was like such a time for discovery. And then once I graduated from college, I feel like it was such an even bigger time for me to discover myself and take action. So I'm excited to talk through it all today. Yeah, definitely. I would love to start right there. I remember when I started seeing you show up a little bit more courageously on social media and really starting to create your brand. And from the outside looking in, it seemed like you knew what you were doing and you were so confident. But I wonder what that process was like when you first started putting yourself out there on social media in such a bold way. And were there any kind of mental hurdles that you had to jump through in order to really start putting yourself out there? Yeah. So I started Vibe with Aid in 2017. This was a music festival blog to help music festival goers go to the events that they were going to after I had been going to them for a couple of years and fell in love with them. And the initial thought that came to mind after I graduated college was like, okay, I had this whole Instagram account that was my life. Like now, what am I going to be sharing? If I'm not going to be sharing sorority photos or like college photos, who am I? And what do I want to like, how do I want to show up? in the world essentially because I knew that social media was just such a big platform and I knew it was only going to get bigger so uh, that was the catalyst to thinking about like how could I show up and my favorite thing to talk about is music and music festivals so I feel like that just felt really good to me and it really clicked and I just moved to Austin, Texas. So a lot of people have reservations about posting online because they're like, what are people going to think? What are people going to say about this or whatnot? And that didn't really come to mind. I was just like, you know what? Let's just give it a shot. Let's just try it. And I've come to find out that through my own journey and my own process, like I'm just such a doer and I just want to see how things turn out that I almost don't give it a second thought sometimes. And if I do, then that's a signal to me that, okay, maybe it isn't a good fit because if something I'm excited about, I want to do it, then I'll do it. But if I'm like hesitant about it, it might not feel good to me. And then I should reevaluate it essentially. So 
it wasn't too hard. I think at first the hardest part was hearing myself talk (laughs) and getting used to that and getting used to talking and showing up on camera was probably the most difficult part. And like editing that stuff was probably the most difficult. But as for the actual posting and doing it, it was pretty easy for me to do because I was talking about something I loved. Yeah. Every time that I talk to other people who are wanting to create content, they really shy away from the word influencer. And I think Mm -hmm. that stepping into that word or even stepping into the idea of being a content creator has been a major step for others in this space. I wonder Mm -hmm. for you, how did you handle those questions of aid? Are you trying to be an influencer or some of that (laughs) shade? Because it's out there. Let's be real about it. How did you handle that? And how did you protect your mindset Mm -hmm. when things like that may have come up if they did? It's funny. Whenever I did get asked that, I always shifted it to content creator because I felt like influencer was so attached to celebrity kind of thing or someone with a million followers or something like that. That's not me, but I was someone that was creating content. So whenever someone would be like, oh, you're trying to be an influencer, I would say, no, I'm actually just creating content for the music festival space and like helping other festival goers. I have my elevator pitch down. And when you can exude that with confidence, then it shuts them up in a way because then they're like, oh, like she knows what she's doing. She means business. So it's the, and I tell this to my clients too. It's a difference between saying, oh yeah, I just make little funny TikToks here and there, or I'm just doing this little thing. Like when we like minimize it, then yeah, people aren't going to take you seriously. But when you show up, and fake it till you make it and fake that confidence. If you don't have it, then, you know, people are, do take it more seriously and see that you are more serious about it. So I think it's just all the way that you reframe it. But then also, I think a big thing is learning that when someone says something like that, it's mostly just a projection of what they think, because they mostly think, oh, I could never do that. Oh, I wouldn't want to be an influencer. I'm not one of those people or whatever. It's just a projection and reflection of themselves. And That was definitely a big step for me when it came to coming online is realizing what's a projection, what's not a projection, what's for me, what's not for me when it comes to like people's responses and feedback and stuff. Yeah. It sounds like you were really clear on what you wanted and you Mm -hmm. weren't afraid to communicate that to other people. And there's Mm -hmm. so much power in that. And you said fake it till you make it, but it didn't sound at all like you were faking it. You (laughs) knew what you wanted and you knew it. Maybe there were places that you were still testing, but it sounds like you were really clear on your vision. That's really inspiring. And I think that also saying when other people ask those questions, it's their own projections. That's so wise what other people have to say about us usually has more to do with them than with us Um, yeah exactly and so i would love to hear from you a little bit of your healing journey that led into quitting your nine to five could you share with us a little bit more about that yeah so uh, honestly i've never really had true trauma to really work through but there's always some healing to do in some sense with being too hard on ourselves loving ourselves more worthiness enoughness and that's mainly where my kind of issues stemmed from and the beginning of 2020 before the pandemic even happened I got into a car accident where I was rear-ended pretty badly I was fine I was safe it's just one of those things where It just throws you for a loop. And then after that, it was just one thing after the other. A few weeks later, my partner of a year and a half had broken up with me. I was completely blindsided. And 
that was very hard because he had been thinking about it for months before that point. And so here I was questioning everything. And when that happened, that really shook everything up just because I had put so much into that relationship, meaning validation. I was always seeking validation from that relationship. I never thought I was worthy of that relationship, but now I can sit here and it was one of the best things to ever happen. <laughs> if I were to run into my ex today, I would tell him thank you because honestly, it really helped me in my journey to getting to that enoughness and working on that to find that within myself. So one of the things, and I wanted to call you EP because that's what I used to call yes, you. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of the things that EP probably knows is that I'm very good at just like researching and doing things and just like figuring out an issue and solving that problem. And so when I went through my breakup, the first thing I did was Google, how long does it take to get you out of a breakup? Oh my gosh. Because I had so much going for me and I was like, I'm not going to let this guy keep me down. Like I need to figure out what is this process? How can I get through it? And it really did speed up my process. I really did stay to the ground on my healing in that fact and just really worked on self-loving and working on myself and had journaling all day every day and affirmations I was doing so much and I also went to therapy too which really helped to just talk to someone else I was in therapy probably for a month and a half I want to say where I was going weekly and that really helped and I benefited from that for sure and so those two kind of things really catalysts like just me thinking about why do I need this validation why do I need this sense of sense of security and it it was never even something that happened in my childhood it's just my own feelings of just that I could lose certain things and would I be okay and whatnot so those major things really helped. And then obviously the pandemic happened. So I also was contemplating leaving my job and then the pandemic happened. And then I was like, well, time to stay. <laughs> so I stayed for a while just because I also didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I spent 2020 just really figuring out what do I want? What do I want to do? And I knew I wanted to work for myself in some way. It just took a little bit of digging to figure out what that would look like. So yeah, I would really have to thank that beginning of 2020 and all of 2020 to really lead me to like where I am today in my healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that, you know, some of the things that you bring up are just the realities of life that all of us do face, but they are hard. And that's why I'm a big proponent of everybody is going to need therapy at some point in their lives. And whether you experience things early in childhood or later in life, when you come to face with loss and grief and even mm -hmm. health challenges that go alongside like a car accident, those mm -hmm. are real heavy emotions and feelings that, yeah. you know, we all face at some point of our lives. And I just commend you for being brave and like opening up about that. And I knowing you, I'm sure you like put together a whole spreadsheet of like how to get through a breakup. <laughs> now, yeah. maybe not that realistic <laughs> intensely, but I would love to hear a little bit of your process. I'm sure there's mm -hmm. many people out there who are going through breakups and I think sometimes mm -hmm. we don't talk about enough, like how much grief goes through that process and yeah, what it looks like to get onto the other side of that. For sure. So in my research, I found that there was this like breakup coach and I signed up for his email list where it was like a seven day challenge and each day you get an email, whatever. Uh, two of the biggest things I got out of that was it takes 90 days to withdraw from someone like a drug, basically. So 
I put in my calendar where that 90 day mark was just so I knew that way I could like check in at 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, just see how I was feeling. And then I established a 60 day, no contact rule based off of the recommendation that breakup coach gave. And I had done it silently to myself. I'm like, all right, no contact. I'm going to block him. We're not going to talk, whatever. He actually reached out like 10 days into that. (laughs) And so I, and he actually wanted to get back together. And so I was like, no, you've already made this choice. I've already worked on myself in these 10 days and let's just keep going and see what happens. And let's talk in nine and talk in 60 days or whatever. So that kind of reset the clock um, for the 60 days, no contact. So during that time outside of that, I really just focused on what could I do to feel good. And for me, I had that list of going to therapy, doing things on my own. So going to the grocery store on my own, because we got so habitualized and doing things together. So we didn't live together, but we were, we had our routine, right? So I got very comfortable doing things on my own, going to the Trader Joe's, going to the grocery store, doing different hobbies, things like that. And then I really leaned on support system. So it's always interesting when you go through certain things, what people come into your life, because some of your main people might not show up, but some new people come in, which I thought was really fantastic to have some other people to lean on. And these were the people that didn't sugarcoat things to me. They might've just gone through a breakup and I just was able to find that community with them, which really helped. And then I'm trying to think of some other things I did. I really just journaled a lot. I filled up a whole journal probably in the two months because I would wake up and in the morning, I would just journal whatever my thoughts, but I would always end. And I still do this where I end with three affirmations and three things I'm grateful for just to always bring it back to that. And I do really feel the power of affirmations is super beneficial. And I just talked about this on my Instagram stories. Like you can tie it in with manifesting to anything that you want to be or become or do like you really can use affirmations to help. And I'm a firm believer in that. Like I'm strong. I am enough. Those were like ones I said daily. Mm -hmm. And then I would just journal whenever I felt like it. And I did get pretty good closure from my ex, which I'm grateful for, but I still gave closure to myself in other ways. So I journaled a whole thing about what I was grateful for in the relationship, what I learned from the relationship. And I also wrote what I want in my next relationship after learning some of these things. And it's funny because I wrote that. And then a month later, I met my current boyfriend. So I manifested him and the perfect relationship in a way. So If anyone is going through a breakup, I really do think having that no contact is the best thing you can do. And if you can't do it, then setting some healthy boundaries. Right now, I have a client, she was with a partner for five years and they have a dog together and everything. And so I told her just set any boundaries any way you can, if you can't do it full cutoff. So that I would say that is probably the best thing. And then focus on you. Just focus on your growth and your healing and what you need to do, how you need to show up for yourself. I tried to limit alcohol and going out for the first month just to not succumb to past cycles that I used to do when I went through a breakup Mm -hmm. or go down self-destructive habits and things like that. So I really tried to monitor those things because I didn't want to go through that again. Mm -hmm. And then just, I also said to find one thing to excite you every day. So whether it's going for a walk or going to Trader Joe's and getting your favorite flowers or 
calling your friend, calling your mom, whatever it may be, just find at least one thing to look forward to in a day just to get you through. And then, which brings me to presence, just staying present in that day, not thinking about the past, not thinking about the future. If those things are coming up, the journaling or therapy can really help talk through those things. That's so powerful and such an amazing process. I can, I have so many friends who are going through breakups right now. And I think that hopefully they hear this episode and are able to go through this process because so many people are not able to do that no contact. And Part of it is because Mm -hmm. just like you said, our connection to other people, especially if we are people who are very, have this tendency to always be in relationships, like that can be a drug, like enmeshment can be Mm -hmm. a drug. And so I think that your process seems to be very efficient. I'm excited for anyone else who's listening to, to this and might be able to follow in those footsteps. Yeah, totally. And I think exploring your attachment to worthiness or attachment to attachment to people, what that looks like and really uncovering that I think can help Mm -hmm. because you're never going to find that outwards. It's always inwards. And then just trying to understand that can really help figure out where that stems from and really heal that before you get into another relationship. Definitely. And talking about your attachment to other people or your attachment to feedback from other people, oftentimes that can get in the way of us finding our purpose. So looking for that validation externally than ourselves, then you really lose your compass and you're not able to figure out what is it that I really want in my life. I imagine that quitting your nine to five must have been very scary. Nine to fives come with certain level, certain incomes and certain like luxuries that we get used to that are that external validation. And so I wonder how you think that process of kind of detoxing from external validation and going inward led to you being able to find your purpose and even more so Mm -hmm. quit your nine to five and launch your own business. Yeah. (laughs) So I really took a look at the beliefs that I was working under and thinking and what attaches to our beliefs is evident. Something that's really helped me. And this also has helped me through my coaching journey and whatnot is just realizing that I have turned out very okay. And a lot of our beliefs that tell us that we can't do things that we're not going to be good at it. People don't like us. There's really no evidence to ever prove that's true. It's just these stories that we've been telling ourselves for so long that it's just second nature. So I really tried to work on giving myself that positive evidence to rewrite the story that it is going to work out, that I am going to be okay, and that I can get through this. And so this is a belief practice that my coach that helped me launch the coaching business put me through of just writing down that evidence. It's similar to when your therapist asks you like to go through, is it true? Is it not true? If it's true, then what is true? That practice is basically like that, which can help with anxiety if you're going through like an anxiety attack or something to really reset. But it takes it a step further with your beliefs of, okay, what are you currently believing Is that true? Then if it's not, what do you want to believe? And then finding that evidence. And that alone has really helped me to just believe that I can do it because I've been able to provide a roof over my head. I live alone. I've been able to go to college and graduate and get a job out of college. And I've always realized that while it may be a temporary kind of low that I might be going through, there is another high around the corner. So I think just truly understanding that cycle can really help with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like you really took inventory of not only what you want to believe, but maybe some of these beliefs that were going on in the background that were telling a story Mm -hmm. that 
didn't really, wasn't really based in truth. Tell me a little bit about your process of rewriting that story and how that led to you launching your coaching business. Yeah. So it, it really is that same exercise that I said is it's just writing it out in a journal, but I've gotten really good at it that I can do it while I'm in the process of it. Another kind of tool is naming that voice. So it helps personify who that person is. The little voice in my head that nags at me, her name is Patricia. I'm sorry if any of you are named <laughs> Patricia, but <laughs> that is the voice in my head. It's named after one of those vines where this they're doing like a little cheer practice or something and this girl drops something and he, this guy yells, Patricia! <laughs> and whenever Patricia is going off that's what I say in my head to snap her out of it um, and I try and work backwards and see okay what is she saying here is this actually true what is there a fear underlying here or if I'm procrastinating something I try and analyze myself of like why am I procrastinating this thing or what is going on here kind of thing and I'll try and journal it sometimes I'm able to do it in real time if my thoughts are really racing then I have to like pause and journal it out and just try and reset myself mm -hmm. But usually I'm able to do it in real time and just understand, like, okay, what is she saying here? Is it like something I need to do more for myself? Do I need to take a break? Is there too much on my plate? And then of course, when things do go wrong, that's just a perfect fuel to Patricia. And she's just, see, I'm right. You can't do it. And I try and soothe her in other ways of, you know what? This is just character development. This is plot development here. Like we're still fine we're okay. The sky isn't falling, like certain things like that. And I, that definitely happened when I first started my coaching business, getting that first no, that someone didn't want to coach with me, or that's probably the biggest one getting those no's at first, even though it didn't hurt too bad, but I was still, Oh, am I doing the right thing here? Questions yourself a little bit. So I just try and understand what my inner voice is telling me and then try and work backwards to rewrite that story of, okay, but what about this? Or like, how can we make this less serious or how can I like show that like we're okay? And it's usually just finding that evidence that it's not true. And I'm just spewing out these stories that aren't true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I love that. And my inner voice also has her own name. And I think that just naming that voice and kind of separating it from yourself. One of my favorite books, Untethered Soul, calls it your inner roommate. And why would we ever listen yep. to that inner roommate? Their advice is always changing, always shifting, and yeah. always honestly spewing the most negative things that you could ever hear. You would not listen to a friend who talked to you like that. If that Patricia was personified in real life, you'd kick her out of your house. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's great to hear. I would love to hear a little bit more about the work that you're doing with clients and mm -hmm. how you decided that this was going to be your focus for your coaching business and what led you down this path. Yeah, definitely. So as I was going throughout 2020, I was just saving money, trying to figure out what am I going to do? I've been working in the marketing for since 2017, technically, but even before then I was studying marketing. I was doing social media on campus for like different groups and stuff. And I've had a lot of time on social media and doing it for myself, doing it for other people. And that could have been my easy first thing. Yeah. Let's just do social media coaching or content creator coaching, influencer coaching. But that just didn't feel good to me because I know what it feels like to be on the other side of that. And I don't want to be, I could be the type of coach to have a more at ease approach with it, which I'll talk a little bit more about what that looks like. But 
it just didn't feel good to me. I don't want to have someone chasing after followers, chasing after engagement. Like I don't want to have someone else doing that. So that just didn't feel authentic to me to coach on basically. And so it wasn't until towards the end of 2020, my business coach, Maddie, her name's Maddie Maple. She's always fascinated me online because she's a raver and a confidence coach and festival goer. And to see her do it allowed me to know, okay, I can do this too. Because I thought I had to be like, I don't know, 40 years old, 50 years old as a life coach. I thought I had to be this like, different person. (laughs) I had to be older, wiser, whatever. But seeing her create her coaching business in the past 2019 to 2020, I was like, she's doing this. Like, why can't I also do this as well? And in her last podcast of 2020, she basically shared what she was able to do with her coaching business. And just hearing her talk about it really excited me. And she left like a little line, like, if you want to do this, like, I'm going to open up a couple one-on-one coaching to teach you how I set up this coaching business. And I was like, you know what? It's now or never. Let's just reach out to her. Let's just see. And so we connected and we started coaching the beginning of January of 2021. And we just started talking about what were my personal struggles that I've really gone through. I could then help other people. And I really thought about what, when was a time that I felt most lost or most challenged? And honestly, it was when I was graduating college, I felt like I had identified as the sorority girl, the student government, whatever I was, I forgot what position I was, chief of staff. I was all these different positions on campus. Then you graduate and then who am I going to be? And I didn't have a job lined up. So I also thought that was giving me a little bit of a complex of what am I going to do? Who am I going to be? That kind of thing. So that was a time where I really felt challenged in discovering who I was, what I wanted to do and everything like that. And I wanted to help people get more clarity on it and just take more action on it. And that's something I'm really good at is taking action. I'm productive. I have my habits and routines down. So as we started coaching together, we started just like working on the program. And then she was like, are you going to name it like Aid Ramos coaching or Adriana Ramos coaching? And I was like, no, I want to keep it within the vibe family because the vibe with aid has been my personal brand for so long. So I was like, I want to find something. And it wasn't until I was like literally getting out of my car <laughs> that I find your vibe just plopped into my head. And that just felt really good because I'm helping people find their why, find their purpose, find their vibe. So That was how that was all birth. And so my main program is finding your why, finding your vibe. And I've helped about 10 clients go through that program one-on-one. And that is just helping them create, helping them find their why. So we go through about four to six weeks to find their why and through a bunch of different modalities and exercises and things like that to help them find it. And then after that, after they find the why, I don't put pressure on it. I let them take as many time. If they want to take the full 12 weeks, they get the full 12 weeks to find their why. But most of them find it pretty quick because it really just takes time to sit with yourself and like really think about it. And it usually comes through. And then after that, we create a life that feels good to them. What do they need to do? What do they need to change? What do they need to do to make space for their why? How can they be living it out? So we really take a full picture of where their life is currently at and start to break it down by like into actions and habits and goals and things like that for them to start living out their why. So it's pretty crazy. I've had (laughs) craziest things happen with clients. Like I've had clients break up with boyfriends because they just realized it wasn't aligned for them. 
I've had clients quit their jobs and start their own businesses. I've had just crazy transformations happen in just 12 weeks, which is awesome. And just clients realizing what they want out of life and getting more clear on it. And I think there is a lot of like misconceptions about whys and purpose, because a lot of people think that it needs to be this like grand thing. Like you're going to cure cancer or solve world peace or have world peace or solve world hunger or whatever it may be. But I personally think my why is just to live and learn and help people in that way is what I've found. And for some people, that's what they found. They just have found that they want to be authentically themselves and unapologetically themselves. And that's their why. So it doesn't have to be this big thing. It can just be whatever feels good to you. And we really try and figure out what that looks like. And then I branched out into some other coaching. So I've also branched out into level up your vibe, which is for people that know what they want out of life. But they're having time, are having a hard time executing on it. That's awesome. I love to hear, I love to hear about just the process of finding your why and how you mm-hmm. help other people do that. Because especially when you are graduating college, like you had shared, that is a scary time. And it's a scary time for so many students out there, especially right now, graduating during a pandemic. It was hard enough when we were graduating and the world was intact. Today, it seems like tomorrow is always shifting. There's so much uncertainty. So being grounded in your own personal compass and your own personal why is so important. And so I just think the work that you are doing is really valuable. And for those out there who are graduating college, maybe even going through a breakup, because like you said, when your world changes in such a dramatic way and you know, you're getting used to tapping back into yourself and investing in yourself, what a better way than to find your purpose and to start pursuing it. I would love to hear from you since you started embracing your passion and going down your own path of purpose. What has been happening in your life? Have you noticed any changes? I actually didn't tell the story about me quitting my nine to five. So what had actually happened was I was like about three weeks into my coaching program with my business coach. And we had just come up with find your vibe. And that same week, something weird happened where my CEO couldn't pay employees on time. And it was just this bizarre situation. And it was one of those things where if this was my sign that I was waiting for to leave that job, this was basically it. And my business coach said the same thing. She was like, you know what? I think the universe is making space for you. It's weird how this is all happening. And she was like, but I've seen it before. So it doesn't surprise me. And so that later that week, I put in my two weeks and then I quit my nine to five. My last day was February 5th and I launched the coaching business that day. So from that moment on, the universe just made space and I was just met with the utmost support. And as I was going through the process of quitting my nine to five, I really was just thinking I am ready to struggle just a little bit. And just if I need to make it work, I need to make it work. And I struggle in the sense of financially, like I've been very blessed in my life to not truly have that many financial struggles other than probably when I first had my first year post-grad probably was my biggest year of struggling. But Other than that, it's never been a major concern. And so I kind of got to a point where I was just like, you know what, let's just figure it out. Let's make it happen. And I took a couple practice clients to start and I worked with them for about a month just to make sure I really liked the program that I was going to put together and really got to test it out on them and whatnot. And then the next month in March was when I first fully launched one-on-one coaching 
And I was able to book out my one-on-one coaching. I booked eight clients one-on-one, which was just incredible to have. And that was amazing. And I'm so grateful for them for trusting me so quick. I thought it was going to be really hard to get eight client or to get one client. And so just to have eight paid clients right out of the gate was just really confirmation that I was doing something right. And that this was the next great step for me. And then we've just been continuously ongoing since then. And I've launched group coaching and stuff like that. And group coaching is probably where the next shift is happening for me, where I really do love like having that community um, of women that I get to meet every single week and they get to talk to each other and it helps people feel less alone with what they're going through. So I really do like uh, group coaching. I still love doing one-on-one coaching and it's definitely more personalized. I get to know people a lot better, but I also love the group environment for that community type of effect. Yeah. I, I, I'd love to hear all of your business growth and I'm so excited for you. It sounds like this is an amazing next chapter. I would also love to hear what's been happening for you personally. Like how has this changed just the way that you interact with life in the world? Yeah, it's, it's given me more freedom, which is my biggest thing and just freedom to do whatever I want, which is nice. Um, yeah. The biggest thing is definitely not having to worry about like PTO and stuff like that, which has been really great just because for times in two weeks, I get to go home to Arizona just because my grandpa's visiting and I haven't seen him since COVID started. So just to have flexibility like that, like I could just book that and other stuff with my boyfriend, he's just been so supportive. And I think me doing this and stepping into this really motivates him as well to create something for himself. He has goals to pursue his own business one day. So I'm being like the guinea pig a little bit (laughs) in the relationship, but he's been so super, super supportive and it's been great to have him. And then something else that I guess is more necessarily a downside, but a flip, like a downside to entrepreneurship, but also is realizing who your friends are. And I think that's also just a symptom of COVID too. Friendships get distance and distance happens between friends and whatnot. But that's been something that's gotten a little on the downside. It's hard when you're building something. So I try my best to make time for friends but of course, friendships distance a little bit, but it's, but then I look at it from an abundance mindset of, okay, but look at the great friendships I do have and the people I do have in my life versus focusing on the ones I don't have or the ones that where I feel excluded or whatever it may be. That's really what could come to mind, but it's just really that ability that I get to wake up and just create whatever I want. I get to be in charge of my day. And something I've been testing out this year so far is having dedicated days for things, which has really been fun. Cause I feel like when you work a nine to five, you have your typical schedule, you get meetings thrown on your calendar. You can try and like organize your day. If you are on your period at your nine to five, like you have to push through. (laughs) Whereas as my own boss, I don't have to answer to anyone. If there's a day where I just want to sit on the couch and work, I can sit on the couch and work, but I can also take a nap if I need to, or sit there with a heating pad or whatever it may be. I also had COVID right before Christmas. And I got to take that time off for myself and just really focus on my own body healing from that. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, I'm testing out different days for different things. So Mondays are like my admin days. Tuesday today was just like creating. So I was just in a creation mode of creating content, creating different things. Tomorrow, Wednesdays are my coaching calls. So that's just a day where I get to show up and coach and help people. And then Thursday is another create day. Friday is just wrap up the week prep for next week. So 
it's really nice to be able to give myself those containers of focus because I feel like before I would be jumping from one thing to the next. I would go from a logical thing to a creative thing and it just was not working and I was exhausted by the end of the day. So yeah, that's a lot of where burnout comes from. Mm -hmm. Like work for a company where we study these things. Burnout is caused by continuously context switching and not being able to make space for yourself when you need space for yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, so it sounds like this is really allowing you to live into your why, which is to be able to live and to be able to, you know, have that freedom. And so that's really amazing. And hopefully it's for those who are listening as well. Anything that you would like to leave our listeners with? Ooh, this is always so hard. Whenever someone tells me this, I'm like, I could say so many things, <laughs> <laughs> but I think if there's anything that you've been holding off on, anything that you've been wanting to do, whether it's a business idea, quitting your job, moving to another state, just do it. Just figure out some way to do it. Work with your beliefs to get yourself to a place where you could do it mentally and then work on what are the habits that you need to adopt to make it happen? What are the actions you need to take? And with that, I'll also leave. It always starts with action. Stop waiting to be motivated to do things. It always starts with the action. Then you see progress and then that motivates you to do it again. Even if it just means taking these little steps that you need to take. The best analogy I can give is like, even if you go to the gym for five minutes a day, at least you went for five minutes and then slowly build up to where you could go 30 minutes or an hour. I had one client, she did five crunches every night before bed. And then by the end of us coaching together, she was getting a gym membership because she felt so good. You don't always have to go full out on things. Just do what feels good to you and just start taking those baby steps because if I hadn't started that music festival blog back in 2017, like I would not be sitting here and it's just crazy how one thing can just catalyst and change your life, honestly. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. And such, such a great reminder that 1% every day, it really does add up. Yes. Yes. So thank you so much for coming on here today, for sharing your story and for getting vulnerable. It was great to catch up with you, but even more amazing just to hear all of the fruits that you have grown in your life and to watch you really step into your power and step into your purpose. So I'm so excited to share this with our listeners and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It was good catching up with you too. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. As always, any books, links, or resources that were mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes for you to access. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment. We would love to hear from you. Or feel free to send us a direct message on Instagram at Elevate Potential Podcast if you would like to be a guest on this show. Finally, please subscribe and download episodes in order to support the community that we are creating of people who are working to elevate their potential together. Until next time.